Hi, guys. Welcome to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. What a busy few weeks it's been. You know, here on the East Coast, the weather's been nice and life is starting to open back up. I was able to get away for the weekend on the shore with some friends last weekend, and just that little burst of time was so energizing. You know, looking back, we all know that it has been a monumental year. So much has transpired in this span of time, so much emotion. And I remember posting on social media a photo of some street art, a painted storefront that said, after the plague came the Renaissance. And as entrepreneurs, we ebb and flow and most definitely are influenced by what is happening around us and the state of affairs of the world. So maybe you're starting to feel inspired to create for your brand now. Go with that. Create a video, share your core values, teach your expertise, and be smart with what you create. Build out from it. Repurpose your work into new forms. I've been having the repurposing conversation so much lately. My clients and even the people who book consultation calls with me, you know, they're making thoughtful, impressive content that's deep and penetrating in their respective industries. And then they come up against the same issue. They create and then keep it covered inside a program or one time on a podcast. You know, and there's a way to use what you create in creative ways to take the spark and let it build out other branches of content ideas. Repurposing is truly a creative exercise. So as we are embarking on the creative renaissance of our times, let down your guard. Go through what you create now or back through what you have created and listen to it with an inspired eye. You know, pull out the gems and the ideas that you can play upon for your audience. It leads to greater understanding, greater connection with your message, and more joy for you. The long game is repurposing. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long-game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. The long game is repurposing. I'm so excited for today's topic because this is one of my favorite things to talk about and something that every small business owner should know how to do. This episode is chock full of ideas. Repurposing content is not just sharing it on every platform. It's making the most of what you make. When you repurpose content, you cut down on the time that you're working in your content machine. You're working smarter, and you're making sure the content that you spend your time on gets the biggest bang for the buck. Because let's face it, although your content is great and valuable, you still have to share it and promote it. So first thing you need is some pillar content. 
no matter what industry you're in or what product or service you offer, there is content that you can and should be creating for your brand. So what is the content that you create for your brand? Pillar content is the content that at this time you're building your brand on. It's where you express your ideas, share your expertise, and what you use to attract an audience. A content pillar is something that supports your brand message. It's built on what you talk about and share consistently. It's got your brand themes in there. So it can take many forms from a long-form blog post to a podcast to a webinar to even live video that you do for your brand. And this can also be content from or inspired by a course that you've created. So if you're starting to repurpose with pillar content, you've got the ability to make multiple pieces of content from one item. And that's the whole idea. Get more mileage from what you've spent the time creating. These pieces of content that we create, they're commitments. (laughs) I spend a lot of time creating this podcast. They take ideas. They take research. There's time and coordination that goes into producing content. So if you just produce this content for your brand and then let it lie, you're not doing that last push that yields more results. We all know the measly reach that one social post garners, and that's why repurposing is so important and effective. It takes whatever idea or ideas you're talking about and extends them. If you're working your repurposing, you can get 8 to 10 to 12 to 15 additional pieces of content from one piece of pillar content. I mean, that's pretty amazing. So a few thoughts before I dig into my how to repurpose example. So there's a few ways to go about it. You can repurpose and place on different platforms as well as create spinoff content. And I'll explain what I mean by this term. And then you can still repurpose if you are only using one or maybe two platforms. And many of my clients, they fall into this category. So you can just repurpose content into separate posts. So 8, 12, 15 pieces of content, that can seem daunting when you just spent all this time creating said content. Now you need to create more? Not really. So the example I'm going to use right now of how to repurpose is we're going to repurpose on one platform and then we'll branch out just so you can see how much you can create off of one post. So this is a brainstorm session I had with a client where I was teaching her how to do repurposing for herself. And at this point, she was only using Instagram. So we focused there. And the idea was to create eight to 10 additional items from that one blog post. So she's a health coach, integrative medicine practitioner. And in the blog post, she wrote about how her approach to food is so different than her childhood. She talked about how she now shops at the farmer's market and believes in supporting local, you know, supporting farmers to eating locally, to eating seasonally. And she made the contrast to her upbringing that then they didn't know where her food came from. And that wasn't even a thought to her mother. So got the scenario? Okay, now we're going to break it down into multiple items for this one platform. And since it's Instagram, the link in her bio would lead back to her blog or even back to this particular blog post. So number one, first thing you're going to do is post and share the blog post image itself. You know, this one talks about what you have written and announces that it's there for the audience to dive into. Two, an IG story, like shopping locally at the farmer's market. Should I get this or should I get that? Number three, a quote. Pull a poignant quote from the blog post. And in a long-form blog post, there are many quotes to be pulled. So we usually do more than one in this scenario. 
So four, create a live video or story from the farmer's market of you enjoying something locally made, like taking a bite, really diving in. Number five, do a post of a beautiful seasonal salad that you created from items from your market trip. Six, do a post or story on the cookbook you mentioned in your blog post that you use to create your seasonal salad. And you can tag the author and also add any other foodie hashtags. Seven, do a my favorite restaurant that you know also sources at the farmer's market. You know, and this is important to who you are. So you're going to do the hashtag of eating locally and you can tag your city and of course tag the restaurant and the farmer's market. And now this post is hitting your local food scene. Number eight, do a second quote. Again, make it support another interesting point from the blog post. Nine, share a childhood memory or a vintage photo that relates to how it was different back then for you and how you grew up. Hashtag childhood memory. 10, teach something related to the topic in a post. You know, this positions you as an expert and supports your brand efforts overall. And where appropriate here, adding captions and hashtags and all those good things that we do on social media. Okay, so we've got 10 now. And now we're going to take this concept further if you're using multiple platforms. And I just want to make a note that like, I make all of these unique posts rather than for each platform, like rather than just sharing an Instagram post onto Facebook, make it a unique post with its own captions that speaks directly to that audience. So 11, post on Facebook. 12, do a story on Facebook. 13, tweet the link. 14, share on Pinterest. 15, create a live video of you preparing the recipe or chopping vegetables while you talk about your views on food and how different they are than when you were raised. So we're up to 15 pieces of content here. You see how all of these posts that I've mentioned circle back to the main idea of the blog post? Each one is related and supports the idea. And together, they are more than just linking to the post, which we do, but they take the overall concept and pull out content and imagery that supports and allows for conversation to take place. And this is what I call spinoff content. It's creating posts that aren't necessarily about what your exact post is, but it's related and it's about supporting ideas. So highlighting the cookbook, for example, or teaching something related to the topic. You know, these concepts of spinoff content, they're directly related, but they're also an idea unto itself. So these repurposed pieces also enable you to dive further into the communities of the content you're talking about using hashtags and tagging and all of those features and keywords depending on what platform you're on. And to be honest, this post might not need 10 pieces of content. And as you can see by the examples I gave you, there's places to switch up and do a video instead of a post or make multiple stories. And that's the beauty of it. Because once you're in the thinking of the repurposing mindset, ideas can flow and you can apply them how you want and how best suits your talents and your brand. So when any of my clients say, I don't know what to post, I find a ton of things for them to talk about. And it doesn't have to be something completely new. Play off what you have, play off the themes that run through the content you create. And it's breaking these concepts down and highlighting different aspects. You know, people will still come to the website from the social content that you create from it. And this helps build an audience. So I love to talk and apply this concept to a webinar. I've got a number of clients who use webinars to support their course launches and also just for general list building. There is so much content you can create from a webinar. 
And since webinars are about teaching something, you can separate out those teaching points and create content about each one. So if you're going over the five ways to XYZ, you can actually share the five points without giving away the whole webinar. Plus, you know, webinars done right, they share the what and not the how. So you can what all day and save the how for inside your course. You just let that fear slide. Okay, so spacing these posts out and between platforms is also an option so that all of your five ways, those posts, they don't show up in the feed right next to each other. Drop breadcrumbs in different places. You can put a post in one area and have point number three in another area so that you're feeding and filtering into another piece of content, your pillar content. Webinars are also full of killer quotes. So pull them out and pop them up online. You know, do them as posts or in stories. And there's just so many ways to use stories to repurpose. Ask questions and take polls and all of these quick engaging quips just open up the conversation. And yes, get yourself on a short live video talking about your webinar. Again, highlight one or all of your five ways here, but in a short bite-sized teaser video. And it's funny because people tend to think that it's, you know, this giving away satisfies people. But it's actually doing the opposite. It's wetting the palate and piquing the interest of people. And usually these five things you have to say really sum up your philosophy. So yes, say them and let your philosophy on your work and your philosophy that your course teaches shine. Let it shine. You know, to me, repurposing is like a game. It's a creativity exercise. How can you create something related that isn't the exact same thing? It's something you can riff on. Have a brainstorming session and jot down all of your ideas that are related to the content you are trying to promote. Then think about the mission of your brand. What is it that you are working towards and trying to bring forward? Bring that forward in every piece of content and make sure that it supports that. Now think about it. In the Farmer's Market blog post example, I made between 10 and 15 offshoots of content to be used on different platforms from one blog post. So if you're producing some type of content weekly, bi-weekly, or even monthly, think about how much social media content you can create by repurposing smartly. You know, this content is in addition to any daily ideas or behind the scenes or any other expert or connection posts that you create. You can fill in your social media with repurposed content alone and have it work for you. And here's the thing. The more content you create, the more you can circulate it and keep connecting with new followers. You know, not everyone finds us at the same time. So there's new folks who are coming to you today. They didn't see the brilliance that you posted six months ago. And that's why repurposing content is so powerful. It can connect new people with ideas that are still relevant, but they ran at a different time. You know, not one person can see it all. No one. The algorithms make it that way. So you've got to keep circulating your work, your voice, your message, because that's what your content boils down to is your message. And some worry that we can't go back into our archived work, even things that we ran this year. Well, I'm just going to say, yes, you can. And this concept is what the business model of the tool Meet Edgar is based on. You know, here you load up a year's worth of content and the tool keeps reposting it for you. Let's just look at the features of their most popular plan. There's a big old check mark next to a thousand scheduled posts per week. You're worried about pulling six month old content and they're offering a thousand posts per week. There is something to this. 
Meet Edgar also has a brilliant repurposed IGTV series called User Spotlights. You learn from the pros, find out how real Meet Edgar companies use and leverage Edgar for social media success. So I'm totally crushing on them right now because this so beautifully exemplifies repurposing. In these IGTV videos, they're reusing past customer interviews and reviews that were on their YouTube channel. And so they've added a new graphic, created the series, and now they post it weekly to Instagram. You know, it's just so informative on how to win with social media, but then it also highlights their product at the same time. So I'm just crushing on them right now. And I'm going to share another example with you on archive content from an old friend of mine, Ranking. He's a fashion and celebrity photographer and a creative with a very long history, and he's still shooting today. So there's links to his profile, so you can check it out. And first, let's just stop at his profile name. So he has a few Instagram accounts, but the one I'm talking about is named Rankin Archive. I mean, it just says it right there. And it's got a following of 168,000 followers. Nobody here is minding the recirculation. So Rankin recently posted a three-photo mashup as a GIF of a shoot with Michael Stipe of REM from 2007. It received over 7,200 likes in 2020. There is nothing newsworthy happening with Michael Stipe. It's just cool imagery presented in a new way as a GIF, and people love it. And granted, photography is a very attractive medium, but this whole account is a mix of old and new, and it's booming with life and engagement. Once you understand the power of creating additional ideas from your existing content, all that is left to do is sit down and go through your pillar content and build out from it. There are so many gems in what you say and what you write, and they just tend to get lost in the moment sometimes. So the repurposing process helps to bring them to life. And another cool thing about going back through your old content is that it gives you the ability to look at your analytics while you're there. Now, I'm not going to dive too deep here because I'll be doing an entire episode on business analytics, but having a look and seeing what resonates with your audience allows for you to build upon that. Like what pieces of pillar content were read and watched the most? Those are the ones to start with. And those are the ones whose content is most relevant to build out. And remember, with repurposing, We are driving traffic back to this original piece of content so that the more on target it is for your audience, the better response you're going to get, the more engagement you're going to get, the better retention you will get. And one last thought on this subject is that once you identify a piece of content that's hitting all those notes with your audience, think about how you can add a content upgrade to capture those folks right there on the page. So a content upgrade is an opt-in offer that you place at the end of a piece of content. So it invites people to join your list, like to receive a download or further free information on whatever subject you're talking about. And this is just building on the repurposing efforts. If someone makes it to the end of the piece of content, they are engaged. And perhaps there is more that you can provide them. A worksheet, a resources list, whatever it is. This upgrade converts them from content readers to list members, where then you can further nurture the relationship and you don't have to do content upgrades on all of your content. I mean, there's an overwhelmed thought right there. But that's why we look at analytics of our pillar content so that we can see which ones are worth spending the time on. All right, we've covered a lot today. And some of these concepts I'm going to build out and they're going to be their own podcast episodes upcoming. But for now... Here's the one, two, three on repurposing. One, create your great piece of pillar content. 
Two, create ways to repurpose the content and drive more eyeballs to it. Brainstorming. Three, check your analytics and see what's resonating. Four, keep repurposing. And five, choose a popular piece of content and add content upgrade to it. That's it. Now get out there and get creating. As always, if you have questions or comments, hop on to the longgamepodcast.net and click the speak to me button. Oh, and next week, I've got a great guest who we have an amazing conversation that is just the perfect talk for the halfway point of the year. So be sure to listen and I'll see you then. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.